0: Oh, that song felt good. It's almost time to go. Got the morning rolling. Wait, and I've got an excellent connection. YouTube's telling me your connection is excellent. Slow. Slow to get from here, out over the wires, out to space, and back over to that screen. Takes a little bit, I think. Takes a little bit. But, that's what we do. That's what we do. That's what we do. Getting things going. A lot going on in cyber world today. Lots going on. Oh, man. man. Yeah, just yesterday, these all events string together. And we just, we talk about things. And they just unfold like, like what, an accordion? I don't know. Unfold like like a trapeze what what unfolds a map it's unfolding in front of us so today we're going to talk yesterday we I think yesterday day before we talked about these ransomware operators they're they're getting back to the core principles of what they do they're operating like a business they're saying hey there's no reason for me to do initial access i'm a ransomware operator i'm just going to do ransomware i'm just going to i'm just going to Encrypt people's data and, and do bad things to people. I don't need to attack networks and get that that initial access. I'm going to buy that from somebody. And that's our first story up today is talking about how much that market, that sale of network access has gone up, how strong the market is and how much how much things are going for. Um, second one is one of those no-brainers. Um no effing away. Oh. Let's get the sound back where it's supposed to be going. This is this is a, this is for the second our second story. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really. You know, <laughs> they did a study and they found out people that have been attacked by ransomware, ransomware victims pay more more money for security after they've been attacked. Go figure. Go figure. It's kind of like a yeah, you burn me once, you're not going to burn me twice. So they did a study. They found out that if, if a company's been attacked by ransomware, they're more likely to spend more money on preventive security. It's got some good statistics in there, though, about the, the trend of people that have been exploited. Um, and we know how if we're talking about ransomware. This is on the morning of ransomware. There's really three ways we know. There's three ways that the main super highway of ransomware operators. That's unsecure RDP connections, un- unpatched VPNs, and untrained users. Uh, not trained trained users. Users not trained well enough. I guess. Our last story, our top story, uh, the banner of the day. SonicWall has a remote code execution vulnerability hanging out in it that. Uh, you need to be aware of using the Sonic wall VPN it's Super highway for the ransomware op- ransomware operators. Actually, you know, these initial actors to get in do bad stuff to you. You'll notice I'm, I'm into the brewery shirt. That means we are on, we are on trivia day tonight, tonight, tonight's the night. Tonight is trivia night. Um, Tonight we're going to see how your trivia chops are. We're going to we're going to test you. We're going to run you through run you through the gamut of security questions. Trivia, your trivial knowledge starts at seven p.m. East Coast time, right here on the YouTube's. Um, check it out. We'll put the link. It will go up today. Actually, we should put it up yesterday, um, so you'll know. You'll get that countdown if you want it. That that it's coming. But tonight, you'll grab a beverage of your choice. Maybe grab a pizza. I don't know. But bring your thinking cap. Come out to see if you can win a prize. We'll pick the prize. Um, come on down. Try try it out. Eric's here this morning, as always. Eric gets the uh, attendance prize. Always here. Always providing input. Always good stuff from Eric. Um... Hope all's going good for you, Eric. Good morning and a happy Thursday or Friday eve. Ready are you ready for trivia night? Eric, are you ready? You ready for it? Ah. You may notice our Illy coffee is in a Missouri cup, the Show Me State. Show me. So show me tonight. Show me you got the chops to win. Cyber recon, cyber trivia, cyber trivia night. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hound you with that again later. I'll hound you again with that before we leave the show. Give you more details. If you haven't, go ahead and hit that button over there. Right over there, hit that button. Subscribe to the channel. We'd love to see you subscribe. Love to see you hit the bell. So you'll be notified when new stuff comes out. Obviously like the channel, like this video, if you want. Comment, comments really help help us determine the way to go help us you know do right on the logarithm help us do all kinds of stuff i got a you know a thumbs up got one thumbs up that's good i'm good with one thumbs up to start with today that's what we got going on that's what we got going on Um, man excited rmf class is chugging right along chugging right along lots of input from from the uh students going through, met with some folks to do some improvements yesterday, probably for 2021, because they cost some dollars, some big dollars. So we'll look at whether we're going to implement. We do that cost-benefit analysis. If, if it's worth it for the students, if it's worth it at all. What is this message? Uh, Eric, they say they held your message, I guess, because it because got ransomware in it. I don't know. For some reason, that was a message that was held. I guess because you put a graphic. I don't know because you put a graphic on it. Got got me. Got hung up over there in the YouTube's your message. And yeah, ransomware is becoming a deadly virus. Deadly virus. Ransomware is just it's 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 coming at it's it's out there and it's they they are building they being the ransomware operators, are building an environment. It's called kind of like multi-level marketing, kind of like your pampered chef folks or the Tupperware folks or the anything that's that multi-level marketing. I won't call it a pyramid scheme. I know you guys get beat up. Folks that are doing it get beat up a lot over that, but that's what they're building. They're building a, a subscription. You can go out and you can join one of these ransomware groups and do bad things, make a little money, but that means the targets will become different, right? Uh, The the main ransomware actors are probably going to keep going after these big corporations, but these these small operators that are coming into the space are going to start going after small to mid-sized businesses and maybe even people. Um, Crazy, but true. (laughs) Yeah, Eric got hung up in the YouTubes, man. So that's what we got going on. See people trickling in the door. Definitely something in the air today. I mowed the lawn yesterday. Maybe that's what's got me uh, feeling the allergies today. Hopefully, hopefully, you guys are doing good. Hopefully, you got some good plans for the weekend. Hopefully, good things, good things ahead. Uh, I definitely got got some plans myself. I'm gonna get things done. We're gonna push some stuff forward. We're gonna keep driving forward. Um, next week, the RMF class. It's not too late if you guys want to join. Anyone wants to join. The RMF class, uh, only, went through, only went through a couple weeks so far. You can always catch up. Every week we're doing those live events so we can close the loop on anything that's missing, anything you didn't get covered, anything you don't understand. Uh, we're just going into the first step of the RMF next Monday. Uh, I think it's the 19th. We'll be talking about the prepare organizational prepare step, What you need to know. Glad RMF, glad the NIST folks added that. It's been needed. It's, it's always been implied. A lot of the tasks have been there. Just not, they just haven't been acted on. So that's where we're at. That's what we got going on. Let's uh, let's roll the intro. Drum roll, please. I don't, know that. <laughs> I don't know why she thinks I'm talking to her. Oh, the echo device in the corner. Um, let's roll the intro and we'll get to the news. Do do do, yeah. Oh man, I am excited for trivia night, guys. I am excited, excited for trivia night. Um, things, things are are things are gonna move well. These well moving trivia trivia nights that we used to do every other week, moving back to once a month. It's always gonna be mid month. Fifteenth is today, perfect day for mid month for trivia. Not a good day for this guy, but yeah, hackers, man. Hackers, attackers, crackers, all these bad things out there. ZDNet has an article that just plays perfectly off the article I think they put out yesterday where they're saying these ransomware actors are taking their time and devoting it to the ransomware attack, not to the initial attack on the network. So they're not worried so much about the attack on the network because they're just going to pay for that. They're going to buy it. And then they're going to launch their ransomware attack. Um, so, um, ZDNet has got this article. And they, they went through and they figured out what is initial access selling for? What are compromised networks worth on the dark net? Um, and this is just the, the, you know, it's funny, you talk about the dark net. The dark net, and then there's even, more secure networks where other trading. So this is just kind of the public darknet, I guess, is the best way to say it. It's a dark net, but people can get to it and people can see what's going on. It's not the really, really closed networks. It's not the super tight, super controlled networks where people are doing really bad stuff. But there's dark net. There's plenty of bad stuff going on here. So when they when the folks, the researchers, did their digging into the dark net to find out what's for sale out there should you wanna buy a compromised network? And these are compromised networks that are actively being listed on the darknet sales sites. They determine there's 108 active network listings. That means there's 108 networks that have been compromised and the, the folks that own these networks probably have no clue that they've been compromised. Um, and if you total up those 108 networks, the, the price that's being asked, the cumulative value of the network access right now is about a half a million dollars. 505, 505,930 dollars is what they're all worth, all worth, if you pile them all up. Average price is $4,960. Uh, maximum price is nine Bitcoin. So that's floating, depending on what that is. Lowest price was 25 bucks. So 25 bucks you can get some level of access to a network. Probably gonna be user level, user level access. Um, yeah, 20, a 23% close rate at $87,000 in revenue, 80, 87,580 to be exact, exact top three sold sites were priced at 1.5 Bitcoin, one Bitcoin and $9,500 coming in third place. Um, geographies, top three, 50%, around 50%, um, were networks in the United States, Canada and India. So. That's your quick rundown of what's for sale out there on the dark webs, on the dark nets, on the underside of the internet. Um, the article goes on to say, going into the actual meat of the article, uh, compromised networks have tripled in September compared to the previous month. So, just in one month, they've tripled. In a report published today and shared with ZDNet, cybersecurity firm Kella indexed. 108 network access, they got in quotes. Listings posted on popular hack- hacker forums last month. They totaled $505,000. Type of access ads have been posted for hack- hacker forums for years. For the most part, they've been in the niche initial access market, with most cybercrimes grouped opting to buy access to compromised networks via criminal marketplaces selling RDP access, called RDP Shops, um or from botnet operators uh, known as malware as a service or bot installs so this has been a market's that been around for a while people have been using this market for a while it's just overnight it's gone on fire because these ransomware operators have realized they they're following they're following business principles right if you go to business school they're going to tell you if you have a a, any type of mentor they're going to tell you your business needs to focus on its core operating principles. Do the core mission. do your core mission. And the core mission for the ransomware operators is installing ransomware, is stealing data and encrypting data. It's not the initial compromise. So outsource that piece. It's following they're following good business practices. I'm telling you guys, these guys operate just like a business, like an organization. It's crazy. While some initial access brokers partnered with ransomware gangs, many didn't have the deep connections they, and the needed reputation in the closed cybercrime economy. These partnerships from the get-go. Instead, these brokers began selling their compromised networks through popular forums like XSS, Exploit, Raid, and others. Many brokers also sold access to compromised RDP and VNC endpoints, remote desktop, Remote, desktop, and virtual network. Um, most of these systems are compromised via brute force launched by Internet of Things botnets. Again, we talked about yesterday, we talked about the compromise of IoT devices that become these botnets. While others are brought from classic RDP shops who have their access expanded from user to admin levels and then resold on forums at a higher prices. So RDP shops get in the network, look around, find a user, pivot, exploit a user, the user uh, information to gain admin access, and then resell it as admin. Based on smothering, Kella said the average price of a compromised network sold on the hacker forums for about five grand, four thousand nine hundred sixty dollars, um, as low as twenty five and as much as a hundred and two thousand. And they said the main factor is not the amount of, of systems on the network. It's not the amount of compromised computers, it's the level of access and the um, revenue of the organization. And that makes sense because we know typically ransomware actors are asking when they, when they launch their ransomware attack and they send their note over, typically to this point, they've been asking for about 10% of revenue right so 50 million dollars they're going to ask for 5 million dollars in ransom so the exploit of a network that's worth that, that ha- that's on a network of an organization that's worth more money is going to be worth more more money on these darknets and the level of access is going to be worth is going to make it worth more money as well so if you for example have a normal user account that's going to be what worth less than an admin account and they have a, a an article, uh, uh, two posts from the from I don't know which which part of the dark web this is. It's Kella has some some screen grabs here, and it's it's uh, one of these operators selling access to a network, and the network they don't say what the the company is. They don't sell who say who the seller is, um, but they say they've got 255 employees, 47 million in revenue. RDP access, domain user level. Price is $1,500. There's 300 plus host, hosts a bit available with this one. That was September 24th was that posting. The posting on September 29th, same same seller, um, same network, but it changes. It's, it's got a note upgrade. VPN RDP. It's Car Rental Corp. They didn't say that before. Car Rental Corporation. It's worth 47 million, 255 employees, same thing. Uh, revenue is 9 billion. So they, they've op- changed this. Countries, it, Italy, uh, access level is domain admin. Um, price now is 3000. So it's 1500 before now it's 3000. Um, so the reason the, the reason that price changed from 47 million to nine billion is because it's part of a group of companies, and now they list instead of just uh, the one access to the one location, now they've got access to the whole group of companies. So now the the amount of money's not went from forty seven million to nine billion with a B. Country's alien. <laughs> country's Italy, uh, and it's domain level access, and now the price is three thousand, but it provides enough, some more information. So it's got the AV listings, they're saying this customer, this this network has trend, micro, deep security, and Sophos. And now it's uh, 727 to 1,000 host access to domains with the network. Um, so it have expanded, so it's went, it doubled the price. Just went from local level access to domain level access and doubled the price. Mike's here. Oh, good morning, Mike. Good to see you. Coming uh, regular, I like to see that. I like to see when you come back. We love to see the input you guys bring to the show. That's what's important. So the article goes on to say another in, interesting, uh, uh, another interest, hold on, I'll drink some coffee so I can make sense. Another interesting observation is that initial attack brokers tend to use the value of the company rather than the size of the network when deciding a price citing statistics like annual revenue rather than number of endpoints. Oh, tailoring their ads for ransomware gangs. So Kella I analyzed some of the highest-priced ad posts in September, just last month, and fr- found that brokers are peddling access to these types of networks. A major maritime and shipbuilding company, and that sold for 102000 a Russian bank, 20,000, a Turkish aviation firm, 16,000, and a Canadian franchise company, 10,600, with access for this victim's network being sold in just a few hours. So it's not that they're stand- there. once they post them, they're, they're selling. People are buying them. Now, Raquel says that hacking forums like this one are only providing a summary view of the entire initial access market. Um, and it goes on to say, he talks about that closed market. So um, these brokers also operate in closed circles, such as private RDP shops, via encrypted communications with selected clients, or via malware as a service platform, uh, such as malware botnets. So it ties into a lot of stories, right? So we are talking about, the other day we were talking about law enforcement wants to break these encryptions so they can see some of these things. Uh, questionable there. Uh, we talked about these iot networks being compromised and being used for botnet attacks that ties into this we talked about um ransomware actors focusing on their core activity and not getting the network access they're just buying the network access so you think about think about this you could you could spend as a ransomware actor right you're going to spend a lot of your time trying to get access or you can go buy access to a turkish aviation firm for sixteen thousand dollars or a Canadian franchise company for 10600 That takes that whole first the first step where you were trying to attack a network. You don't have to worry about that. You can just go straight on to ransomware. Probably double your output, right? If you're thinking about business terms, it's a chance to double or triple your output because you're not spending time on that initial access step. So one thing to think about here is if you're Organization has a, a compromised network, right? If you're compromised, your your RDP session has been compromised, your, your your endpoints have been compromised, but nothing's really happened, you know. And maybe you don't know it. is why you got to really pay attention to your logs, pay attention to what's going on. You could be on this list of your organization that you, your organization could be on one of these lists somewhere, just waiting to be sold to a ransomware operator who tomorrow next week next month could come in and launch a ransomware attack. It's important important to know to keep track of, you know, a a compromise, you know. It's important. That's why the we talk a lot about the RMF. The is for building security into your systems through the SDLC. Uh, the cybersecurity framework is is for determining how to handle attacks and how to determine if you're being attacked, right? And the farther on the left we can move on that scale on the cybersecurity framework, the farther to the left we move, the greater the chance we have of, of stopping this kind of thing. If we wait, if we wait till the attack happens and, and we're sitting in there in that that pause state, we may be on one of these lists and and we don't want that. Because the next step is bad, of course. Ransomware, it's an awful thing. So. Big point about this is just tying this article into what we we're talking about yesterday, the day before the ransomware attack uh, these ransomware actors are really going for the ransomware attack. Now they're just going to buy access. That means they can move faster. They can attack two or three times faster now because they're not spending time exploiting the network. They're, they're buying that part, man. Not good, juju guys. What do you guys think? What do you think is—is is this, if you're looking at this through the lens of, of the bad guy, of the ransomware actor? Does this make sense, Mike? Um, question, Mike. If I can run the, you mean the controls within the RMF? The controls with the RMF. The, the control catalog 853 is the same controls in the cybersecurity framework. They're they're the same controls. They pull from the same catalog. It's just where we're using them at is different. So the RMF is built for the system or the security or system or the software development lifecycle SDLC. I can't talk apparently on Thursdays. So it's built into that process. It's built into building secure systems. The cybersecurity framework, on the other hand, is is built for folks like in the security operations center for looking for attacks, responding to attacks, and stopping them as far as you can to the left before they go go further. Uh, so that you know that's the that's the biggest difference. Yeah, the, the, those are the controls we're talking about. We build those controls in. The controls in the S in the cybersecurity framework, same control catalog, we're pulling them from the same place. The view is different. RMF, we're looking at things as we build systems and software. Uh, cybersecurity framework. We're looking at things in, say, the attack framework from MITRE or the uh, Lockheed Martin at cyber attack kill chain, right? Moving from left to right uh, as the bad guy moves into the network, trying to stop as far as we can to the left. Hopefully that helps. Good morning, Rainier. Rainier Spry. I think it's first time, first time to see you this morning, our first time to see you on the show. Good morning and welcome. 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 So that's what we got going on with this initial market. Initial market, but ransomware stays in the stays in the sights of our discussion today. And this one, this one, come on. Uh, this is from Infosecurity, the Infosecurity Group. Um, ransomware victims struggle to recover, hire, and spend on threat prevention. IT managers starts out IT managers at organizations hit by ransomware are nearly 3 times as likely to feel significantly behind when it comes to understanding cyber threats. So IT managers at organizations say it again IT managers hit by ransomware are nearly 3 times as likely to feel significantly behind when it comes to understanding cyber threats. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, you, you hit by, of course you're going to feel like you're behind. Um, this is one of those articles. According to the new research from Sophos, organizations are never the same after they've been hit by, been hit by ransomware. A third of the victims, 35%, uh, reported that recruiting and retaining skilled IT security professionals was their single biggest challenge when it comes to cybersecurity. In an email to Infosecurity, a principal researcher scientist, research scientist at Sophos said that falling victim to a cyber attack has major impact on attitudes to cybersecurity staffing. No effing way! It's like he says. He goes on to say it's likely that there are several factors behind the varying attitudes. Firstly, the consequences of limited security staff are still fresh in the minds of those who have recently suffered the financial, operational, and reputational cost uh, of being held ransom. In addition, ransom victims will inevitably have investigated the source of the attack. In doing so, they will have identified gaps in their defenses that enabled the attackers to penetrate their organizations and access their data. Many will likely have identified a shortage of human expertise as a contributing factor to following victim to the attack. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't have skilled security staff, if you're not paying, here's the thing, if you're not paying for skilled security staff, you're not going to imp- be implementing security correctly in most cases. Now, as I know there's some people that are out there that are probably fighting the good fight every day and they're, they're, their organization has them you know, one deep in security, but they're doing a good job fighting it. But in general, organizations that don't spend money on security are going to find themselves in a basket when they realize we didn't spend enough money on security because it's going to be after the fact. It's going to be too late. And they're going to have to, they're going to, have to deal with the consequences, dealing with that reputational loss. They're going to deal with the financial loss. Um, yeah, the operational impact of it. It's, just, it's going to be bad all across the board. So the survey of 5,000 IT decision makers found that ransomware victims spend proportionally less time in threat in threat prevention, 42% less, 42.6 and more time in response, 27% compared to those who haven't been hit 47 and 22 or 49 and 22, uh, diverting resources towards dealing with incidents rather than stopping them in the first place. And that's what we're talking about. The the cyber kill chain from Lockheed Martin got to make it trademarked, I guess. And, Minder's attack framework lays the attack sequence out, out kind of lays it out like CEH does. This is what the attacker would do. The attack framework and the kill chain lay that out from the defender's point of view. And they say, if we can stop things over here on the left, and I make, remember I'm on the mirror, over here on the left, it's going to be more effective. It's going to be cheaper. It's going to be better for the company than if we wait for them to go to the right and then we have to respond. So we're looking at, detection and prevention instead of response and recovery. And that's really what we're trying to do. We're trying to move things to the left as much as we can. Um, the shows there's requirement for more proactive security stance. Uh, this guy said, there's difference in resource priorities could indicate that ransomware victims have more incidents to deal with overall, however, it could Equal indicate that they are more alert to the complex, multi-stage nature of advanced attacks, therefore put greater resources into det- detecting and responding to the telltale signs that an attack is imminent. So if you're putting money, if you have a security staff, if you have a strong security staff, you're going to know, you're going to kind of hopefully see this thing coming. You're going to detect it as far left as you can on the MITRE attack framework or the Lockheed Martin kill chain. You're going to see them coming. You're going to, the, the logs are going to go off. Your alerting is going to go off. Your SIEM is going to say, hey, someone's coming in. You're going to start seeing indicators of compromise. You're going to see those RDP and VPN points being compromised before the bad guy gets inside. Maybe even before they compromise those systems. Mike Bravo. All right, man. R.M.F.R. You are, Mike, you RMFer. Speaking of security professionals. Mike, you're gonna make a trivia night tonight. I hope you make trivia night. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people from this RMF lifeboat out here in Virginia are, are taking sights at you. They want to take you down, Mike. Let's see. We got a. I told you one. I told you one of the domains already. I told you yesterday. I told you one of the domains is cloud. Today I'm gonna tell you another one. Mike, you're gonna love this. RMF is one of the domains. So ten of the forty questions are centered around RMF. That's going to my hand in this stuff to you guys. I know Mike and Emily, Mako and Emily have been diligently hunting questions, making sure that they can stump you guys. Um, so that's what's going on with ransomware. That's what I'm saying, Mike. Let's get some. Go get some. Get some base. Last story, top story of the day. Story today sonic wall question question is is tonight RMF based you know the the, the four domains uh, of our trivia uh, one is going to be cloud and one is going to be RMF so now you know 20 20 of the questions domain so 10 of the questions will be out of the cloud security domain 10 of the questions will be out of the RMF domain what they're going to be is hopefully they're going to be they're going to stump you. Hopefully you're going to have to put your thinking caps on. It's a little harder to you know totally stump you guys because it is multiple guess and some people just guess well, some people know it, some people know these trivial things and we're going to see, see what you know and and even even at zero and more a lot of the some of the some of the RMF is going to be RMF 2.0 and NIST 853 revision five the new one. So, yeah. Boom. To my faves. Good deal. So, Mike, you might be on it tonight. Watch out. Mike Bravo, Mike, gunning gunnin for you. Gunning for you. So, it's a pretty short article talking about CVE 2020-5135. It's a stack-based buffer overflow security vulnerability. And luckily, luckily for everyone, this one is trivial to exploit without logging in. From ThreatPost, they're saying critical SonicWall VPN portal bug allows denial of service and a warming RCE, remote code execution. Oh, man, guys. We talk about this. This is the three that the ransomware guys are using. Now, three that the initial access folks are using. RDP connections on the network. And we're going to put VNC in that as well these unsecure VPNs, unpatched VPNs that are out there, protecting these RDP connections and untrained users. So this is right up there in our list of things, right? A critical security bug in the SonicWall VPN portal can be used to crash the device and prevent users from connecting to corporate resources. It also could open the door to remote code execution. So uh, CVE-2020-5135 is a stack-based buffer overflow in the SonicWall Network Security Appliance, or NSA. Um, researchers at Tripwire who discovered it uh, say the flaw exists within the HTTP and HTTPS service used for product management and SSL VPN remote access. And obviously, I think uh, we can assume when they say SSL, SSL, they're meaning TLS. An unsk- unskilled attacker could trigger the persistent denial of service condition using an unauthenticated HTTP request involving a custom protocol handler. This is uh Craig Young from from Tripwire. He said VPN bugs are tremendously dangerous for a bunch of reasons. These systems expose entry points to sensitive networks and there's very little way Uh, security inspection tools for the sysadmins to recognize when a breach has occurred. Attackers can breach the VPN and spend months mapping out the target network before deploying ransomware or making extortion demands or just posting it for sale. According to the the, adding insult to injury, this particular flaw exists in a pre-authentication routine within a component of the SSL VPN which is typically exposed to the internet. Most notable aspect of this vulnerability is that the VPN portal can be exploited without knowing the username or password. It's trivial to force a system to reboot. An attacker can simply send a crafted request to SonicWall's HTTP HTTPS service and trigger the memory corruption, is what Young is saying. So, that is, it, if someone takes the time, oh, Tripwire Vert, sorry, I missed it. Tripwire Vert has also confirmed the ability to divert the execution flow through a stack, corrupting it, indicating that code execution exploit is likely feasible, Young is going on to say. Um, the attacker would also need to leverage information leak and have a bit of analysis to pull it off. If someone takes the time to prepare for the RCE uh, payloads, They could likely create a sizable botnet through a worm. There's no sign of exploitation so far, Young said, but Shoden search showed the affected HTTP service banner indicated 795,357 vulnerable hosts as of Tuesday. SonicWall has issued a patch, and the portal may be disconnected from the internet as a temporary mitigation before the patch is applied. Young also went on to say the organizations exposing VPN portals to the web should not consider the systems as an impenetrable fortress. We've been trying to say that for months. If the last 18 months has shown us anything, it's that enterprise VPN firewalls can be just as insecure as cheap home routers. It's critical to employ tiered security model and to recognize and respond to unauthorized activity. Yes. Been a while since my sock times are folks not using IRC bench back channels any longer. I'd imagine these would ping IOC monitors. Um, I think they still are. I, I think it's just goes back to the earlier article. It's, it's how developed, how how developed are those IOCs and the socks? Um, so indicators of compromise, obviously, will help us be alerted if something's on the network. But is the network threat intel, is the are the IDSs and IPSs tuned well enough to see this coming in, right? So if you don't, you, you know Mike, you, you know as well as anyone, that if you don't spend time tuning those devices and, and getting getting the right filters in place, so much chatter, so much chat comes from those devices, Everything gets lost in the wash, right? Um, I think back channels. I don't know if they're all IRC back channels. Definitely, there's a big threat intel community that's out there. Um, I don't know. I've seen these before in captive portals, yeah. 'Cause you've been around, Mike. You've seen these things happen. So these things, these things all string together, guys. As as we see this, it, it's it's like. It's like um, like Mike said earlier, um, when we look at the RMF, it's not just a, a pile of controls sitting there. We have to intelligently implement them into the lifecycle of a system. We have to intelligently implement them into our SOC, into that cybersecurity framework. We have to tune our IDS and IPS. We have to do the right Indicator of compromised files so we can look for these things on our network and we need to have the right queries and filters providing that information back And and have and the biggest thing is having trained people that know what they're looking at So you could have the best tuned system You could have all the IOCs that you that are targeted, you know The risk people should be determining what we need to worry about and then we build We we build those those particular IOCs into our threat plan. We, we tune for those threats, but if we have someone that doesn't know what they're doing, sitting up and watching the glass, they're just gonna watch it scroll by unless it's a big red flashing thing that says, you know, notify this, the CISO that something's going on. If you don't have the, if you don't have the trained people there, you're at a loss, right? That's why, you know, the folks that are winning cybersecurity know what's going on. Um, yeah, I agree, Mike. We just put net gear in that gear in place. We're all you, you just in, in, assume you're compromised from the get go, and you're good to go. Problem solved. Tailoring is key, or it's just too big. Yeah, seams are. Yeah, it's, tuning tuning seams is not it's not an easy task. I wouldn't do it. I don't have I don't have the right skill set for doing that work. You have to be good at at. First of all, the organization has to say, here's what we're here's our risk, here's our threat vectors, here's what we're worried about, right? And then you tune everything to that. And then you keep track of the threat picture and you update it as time goes on and you tune that seam so it tells you what you need. It gives you the information. Otherwise, there's information overload. And, and Mike Bravo will tell you that there there is millions of events coming in the security consoles, millions of them. And it, and it has to provide the right output. It's got to process that intelligence and give you the output, the operator, the output they need to be able to react. Good info. That's Mike's world. We had two Mikes working in Sockland, um, or at least have worked in Sockland. I think Mike Bravo, I don't think he's working in Sockland anymore. Um, a security operation there is important. It is. So we usually, there's, there's two, you know, people often wonder why do we have the IR, RMF and why do we have the CSF? So we have the risk management framework and the cybersecurity framework. They, they both, if you think about them, they're, they're kind of like two servers. They connect back into the same SAN or storage area network. They connect back into the same control set, 853, and they put those controls in place for different reasons. The main reason is to protect the network, to protect the organization. But they look at it through a different lens. RMF looks at it through, I'm building secure systems. And the CSF looks at it through, I'm defending the system, the, the organization as a whole. Ah, correlation directives, a great way to spend a weekend of OT. <laughs> I think you've done that before. Spending some over overtime, building out correlation. Um, yeah, Mike, I, I'm glad to see you back. I think you've been you've been out working too much. I think working or living the good life. Yeah, uh, we either have overtime or we have operational operational technology too, right? Big. Oh, <laughs> that's what, I, the one, your big came through before the other comment. So you're a, a, a big thing in the DoD these days is CMMC. Is that the uh, capability, um, what is that, capability model? I can't think of what the, the whole acronym is. So the capability model, Mike, is that what you're talking about? It's CMMC. Work in grad school, yeah, that'll that'll keep you tied down. Working grad school, so Mike is a C. We're talking about CMC, CMMC. Is that that capability model? I can't think of what the, the the acronym is. I think that one of them is capability and maturity, cyber capability and maturity model. Is that what it is? I'll wait for that to come in. I know there's a little bit of a lag. A little bit of lag, I think. Follows 171. The uh, special publication 800-171 for our contracting folks building systems outside that handle DOD information. It is National Grouch Day, guys. October 15th, National Grouch Day. It's a good one for, I know we work with a lot of grouches sometimes. A lot of grouches out there. National Grouch Day. Um, who was it I Have to look here? It was like, um, the ornament shop, the ornament shop ranked grouches, right? And you'd think this guy, I think this guy here would be, uh, top of the list. You think Oscar there'd be top of the list. He's number three on the list of grouches. Number one, Ebenezer Scrooge. Number two, The Grinch. And then The Grouch. Followed by The Wicked Witch of the West. And number five, Groucho Marx. Grouch Day. Need phones. Yeah, we need phones, man. YouTube has a little slow communication. Well, that's because it goes out, bounces off everything, goes out to YouTube, and then comes back, so... So it is cyber. Let's see. M cyber. M- maturity model. What uh, mat- Maturity. What Yes, yeah, your capability. How capable are you at, in cyber? And it's just it's it's kind of walk, crawl, run like we did in the army back in the army days. Walk, crawl, walk, crawl, run. How advanced are you on the bottom level? Uh, you level one, level two, level three, level four. I think there's four levels in it, maybe five. And you want to get to that top level. That means you're forward thinking. You're not reactionary anymore. Number one is like you have no nothing in place. Number two is like ad hoc process in place. It's been a long time since I worked with that, Mike's That grad school's got your got your mind, Mike. That's a good thing. See, CMMC capability maturity matrix. Some whatever cyber, whatever whatever we said earlier. Uh, I can't remember it. Um, that's, that's the joy of being on a live stream. You can't look these things up. Well, you can. That way I can say the right thing. I said it the first time. It takes me a minute to think of it. Cybersecurity maturity model certification. CMMC. I think that's right. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's what we got going on, and I'm gonna say it one more time. I'm gonna say it one more time for you folks. The bottom of the hour, or the bottom of the show, talked about at the top show. Tonight is trivia night. Tonight is trivia night. Um, 7 p.m. East Coast time. Be here on the YouTubes. 40 questions. You know, 10 of them are gonna be around cloud. 10 of them be around RMF. You don't know what the other 20 are, so we'll do 10, 10, break, and then the last 20. We'll issue our prizes out. And uh, we'll see who's t- top dog. Who's top dog in this world? Got everybody. My, everybody's coming back telling me now. Cybersecurity, maturity, model certification. And D's telling me the same thing. Cybersecurity, maturity, model certification. Uh, yeah. Pop 171 in place and we're gold as Netgear. Yeah. The, the scaled down version of the RMF 171. <laughs> I gotta love the lag. I don't know what kind of lag we're we're seeing. We're probably seeing three or four second lag. So we'll try to fix that tonight. We'll make sure we're we're pumped up to maximum throughput. We don't normally do that every morning because then it gives us all kinds of yells at us on the YouTube over there that our connection is poor. But we'll maybe maybe we'll knock the the quality of the stream down a little bit so we can get faster tonight. We're playing trivia. Hope to see you tonight, 7 p.m. If you haven't, hit that button over there to subscribe to the channel, like the video. That would help us, of course. Um, hit the bell to be notified. Share with your friends. If you've got friends out there that, that do this stuff, that want to do this stuff, join us in the morning. I know this, today has been a hard day for me to talk, I guess, because it's Friday Eve. Not enough coffee or something. Mike's having us Friday. Congratulations uh on friday so go get some i'm gonna say take care of your friends your family your co-workers take care of your organization and of course it's a community guys everybody here is part of that community take care of each other um watch each other backs. let's watch out for the bad guy they're out there you gotta watch out for them so until tomorrow i'll well, actually till tonight 7 p.m we'll see you for trivia night we'll see you again tomorrow morning at 7 30 for your cup of cyber and i look forward to seeing you guys then